0: Summer of 1961, an NFL training camp was beginning. Now, the Green Bay Packers were entering into training camp as hurting because they had just lost the NFL championship the last season by blowing their lead in the fourth quarter to the Philadelphia Eagles. And I'm sure that they were all walking into training camp with the expectation that they were going to hone their skills. They were going to take those professional skills that they knew. And they were going to fine-tune them and craft them and that they were going to use them in order to win the championship that next season. But Coach Vince Lombardi had a different plan. Now, David Marinus writes in his book, When Pride Still Mattered, a life of Vince Lombardi, that he entered into that training camp with a different mindset than his players. He writes, he took nothing for granted. He began a tradition of starting from scratch, assuming that the players were blank slates who carried over no knowledge from the year before. And he began with the most elemental statement of all. Gentlemen, he said, holding a pigskin in his right hand, this is a football. Vince Lombardi knew that the only way that they were actually going to win is if they went straight Back to the basics. Vince Lombardi took three dozen professional football players and the very first words out of his mouth were, this is a football. And this would become his his mindset every year was that we need to start with the basics before we can get into the advanced stuff. You know, getting back to the basics is something pretty important. Something that we probably all could learn from. My name is Jake, and this is the morning meditation for January 1st, 2004. 24, excuse me. And I know I've been gone for a year and a half, but we're going to come back. We're back, and we're going to keep this up. We're going to keep plugging ahead. And we're going to do it a bit differently, actually. We're actually going to take sections of Scripture... And we're going to study them for a month. And we're going to pull them apart. And we're going to pull things out of them for the entire month. Whatever that may, whatever section of scripture that may be. And I thought maybe for this very first one, something that we can probably do is get back to the basics of our faith. And not so much just our faith, but you know, the way that we we practice our faith, the way that we observe our faith, the way that we go about our faith. You know, there's so many things that we could be focused on, and sometimes those basic things they kind of get lost in the rush. The scripture we're going to be focusing on is one that I know I've talked about numerous times already in this podcast, and that's Acts chapter two. And it's one of my favorite story. It's one of my favorite passages in the entire Bible. I love the book of Acts because Acts is all about history and how the early church came to be. And I always say that the only way that you can know where you're going is to know where you came from. And this is one of those ways that we do it is by reading the book of Acts. And it comes to us from the second chapter and it starts in verse 42 and it talks about the fellowship of the believers and how they formed that early church. This is what it says. And they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers and awe came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as they had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes. They received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Now, this is what the end result was. But what was the beginning? Well, in order to do that, we need to go back even further. Well, obviously, you know, we just celebrated the birth of Jesus and his coming to our, our earth as as a child and, and growing up. And then he would enter into ministry about age 30, and he would do many amazing things and, and speak so many amazing words. And and he would give us all kinds of, of lessons on how it is that we live our faith and how we interact with God and how we commune with God and how we commune with him and what what it is that we do. And then those crazy, radical teachings that, that rocked the Jewish world would cause him to be crucified. And then we know that three days later he rose from the dead. And he would continue to reveal himself to his followers and to his believer and his friends and family. And, and then in Acts chapter 1, I'm going to paraphrase a lot of this. We see that transition point from Jesus's earthly mission to him going to heaven. And he tells the disciples that he's going to be sending the third part of that Trinity, the Father, the Son, and then the Holy Spirit. He tells them, hey, you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And then he ascends into heaven. He assumes his throne sitting at the right hand of God and his followers they 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 head back to Jerusalem and they they begin this period of waiting they replace Judas by casting lots and figuring out who is going to take Judas's place and then about 10 days later the day of pentecost arrives now pentecost was a jewish festival meaning 50th it was the 50th day of the feast of the first. So it was a big celebration in Jerusalem. And there was a lot of people there and so they were in this upper room and they were they were worshiping and they were praying. And suddenly, suddenly the sound of a mighty rushing wind and these flames of tongues descended upon them and they all began to speak in tongues speaking all kinds of different languages. And, and the great part, the amazing part was that, you know, this person was speaking this language and this person was speaking this language and, and they were understanding what each person was saying. But I'm sure a commotion like that would have caused attention. And people came rushing to them to see what in the world was going on. And they found the disciples in this, and the followers of Christ in this in this state. And some of them were amazed and others were accusing them of being drunk. And then, meek, mild Peter stands up, and he begins this beautiful sermon, telling all of those in 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 attendance there and who were watching this go down. He was, he began speaking to them, and he he brings out prophecy, and he he tells everybody about what is going on, and he then moves into Jesus and talks about who Jesus was and why Jesus came and, and what he was doing for everyone. And then, and then he, he begins to talk about what happened to Jesus and his crucifixion. I think it's funny that if you read it, you'll see that Peter points out several times that these were the people that had Jesus crucified, kind of stabbing them a little bit. And then he talks about how he raised him from the dead and revealed himself to them and, and how he ascended into heaven. And his words I, I must have been so profound to hear for those people. Because we're going to, as we pick up here in, chapter, or in verse 36 in chapter 2, we're going to see the end result of this sermon. and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for this, for the promises for you and for your children and for all who are far off. Everyone whom the Lord, our God calls to himself and with many other words, he bore witness and continued to exhort them saying, save yourselves from this crooked generation. So those who receive, received his word were baptized and there were added that day about 3000 souls. Now, there was probably a little around 100 people there that day to begin with that that the Holy Spirit descended upon. And he, and he descended on all of them because the gift of the Holy Spirit isn't just for a select few. It isn't just for some. It is for everyone. And because of Peter, meek, mild Peter, who up until this point, you know, would have a background Role, unless he really wanted to come to the foreground. Well, he stood up and he became a leader that day. And he preached the sermon that proved who Jesus Christ was to so many people that 3,000 people became believers. You know, I could sit here and, and I could tell you all the, try to guilt you in, in, into believing in Jesus Christ. I mean, that was the the status quo for so many years for evangelists was to scare you into heaven. But there's really no reason to do that. What I can tell you, though, is that, you know, we live in this very dark world. I don't, I don't need to point out examples. You see them every day. And we live in a world that tells us that we are simply not enough. That no matter what we do, we're never going to be good enough. But this man named Jesus came to earth to die for you, to bridge this gap of sin that was keeping us from a, a relationship with God. He came to earth to do that, to tell you that you are enough. Now, I could sit here and spend my time trying to, to, to to have you pray a prayer, you know, bow your head, close your eyes, repeat after me. But I'm not going to do that today. What I do want you to do, though, is maybe if you aren't a follower of Jesus, if you aren't a believer in Jesus, is take some time to research. You know, read the Bible. Talk to your friends that do believe. See what it is that Jesus is doing in their life. See if there's anything that he's doing in their lives that you he could do in your life and if you already are a follower of jesus well you know my my encouragement for you today is to try to dig deeper into that relationship try to become closer to jesus you know, over the last year and a half i've been through a lot of different trials i've I've experienced a lot of things and the one constant thing was that Jesus was always there. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. There were times where I felt like I was a million miles away from him. But he was always right there waiting on me. I was the one that was a million miles away. He had never left. So my encouragement for today is to just remember that Jesus is there for you. That he loves you. He died for you. He wants to be a part of your world and part of your life. Let's pray. Heavenly and Holy Father, we are so thankful that you sent your son Jesus Christ to die on that cross for us. That he that Lord, he is sitting there on the throne at your right hand and he's calling to us. Father, help him to break through the darkness of our world that we may see the light that he shines on each and every one of us. And I pray for everyone that is listening to these words this week, that they may find you, develop that deeper relationship with you, maybe even discover you. And Lord, I just pray that we all become closer to you in this upcoming year. In your wonderful and holy name, amen. All right, everybody, you guys have a great week. We will see you right here. Take it and God bless.